I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And this, this is, is That Other F Word. She's back. Sorry. I had to sing. This is the best Thank that's going to be. This you whole never episode. have to sing. You I never do. have to sing. I shouldn't, but I still have to, especially mm. when I see you, Mitchie. Okay. We love you, Mitchie. So um, yeah. What we don't well, love. Oh, <laughs> guys, it's been a lot. <laughs> this For introduction those of- <laughs> has been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> those of you who everybody who lives in our in our parts here and oh, in our parts it, everybody who lives, what parts i don't know that nah. let's just say these here parts these here parts um in knox knoxville knox county knows what i'm talking about um but for those of you who do not there's a lot going down here in the 865 state of tennessee well also in the state right the state. yeah and that's what we're going to talk about first so you know, Tennessee in all of its glory has recently passed a couple of really amazing bills through its legislature. And I think the two that we're, we've got here uh, have also been signed by the governor, our amazing, amazing governor. When you're um, amazing, you mean like truly amazing? I mean, like out of all the people in the entire country, that is able to solve problems with thoughts and prayers. He's probably the best. (laughs) Or at least the most prolific. He has certainly tried the hardest out of anybody. The most motivated to use thoughts and prayers to heal a nation. Or Or at least he says he is. This is another, by the way, our governor, Governor Lee, is a non-politician. I mean, now he is, but this is a guy who ran, oh, on a similar platform that Trump did. I'm not a politician. I'm just a rich white guy. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, which automatically qualifies me because you don't know what you're doing. And that way we know nobody knows what they're doing or understands what's going on. Yep. And so send me your thoughts, prayers, and money. We're, yeah, and we're, we're just going to, you know, we're like, man, I'm tired of politicians and all that. Sure, everybody is, but they actually know how to do I'm not. I just um, want to go on record and say they're politicians for a reason. And we can go on a whole other episode of that. But I actually wrote a paper. Is it weird that I'm talking and I'm not on the camera? Is that weird? No. It's no, not for the people that are listening to the podcast, but it is now that I called it out. So anyways... <laughs> I wrote this paper about the inability of democracy to function in a capitalist society such as America because we have to have a division of labor. Politicians, the people that we don't want or the people that they say they don't want, are the ones that actually, that's their job, is to understand the repercussions of decision making, how laws affect the general public, et cetera, et cetera. You spending a couple hours a day watching the local news does not make you qualified to be the guy that runs the country. End yeah, rant. It's much like saying you're going to let the plumber do your colonoscopy. Yes. Um, That's beautiful. Have- yeah. I'm tired of doctors. Yeah, I, you know what? They always trying to charge me. Jim down the road said he'd do it for a hundred bucks. Exactly. I don't even have to file with my insurance. <laughs> he's got one of them snake tube things with a camera on it i don't see what the difference is right so and then none of us i think are saying that we think 
politics, politicians and all that are perfect. What we're just saying is um, there's, there is a, there's something said about people who actually know what they're doing in their job, whether, Correct. you know, the problem is there's corruption everywhere and in every aspect of our lives. So this one is just one, especially when you get a rich white businessman in a position of power, it can be dangerous. Which it, we for a very be, rural state. It may be that people in politics who actually know what they're doing are the lesser of two evils. Right. And I mean, that's why we vote, but we need to vote for politicians that actually speak and, and run on platforms of policy and political ideology rather than, well, I ain't a politician, so vote for me. Right. Agreed. Like, that's that, not that's a reason what... to vote for somebody. That's literally a reason not to vote for somebody. I've never done this, but I got a lot of money and several assistants that I may or may not have had sex with during my marriage. But we did it. So we we've done that. We can't unring that bell. We 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 voted in President Trump and then we voted in Governor Lee. So Wait, now President who? Governor Lee's pardon? President who? Just was done. Did you just say Donald Trump was president at some point? That's ass. That's ridiculous. Get out of here. That is Katrina. crazy. Yeah. And if we had I bet you've been Trump assured you're hilarious. Trump. I know. Well, I I'm glad you two want to keep this episode short. So <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I didn't say that. I... With, with that being said, actually, you hit us up. No? Um, yeah, you want to hit us with the first uh, brilliant legislation from Lee? Yes. So these, I'm going to quote uh, an article from the ten Tennessean about each of these bills. So the first is a new abortion law that was passed. Uh, women who receive a surgical abortion in Tennessee will now be required to bury or cremate their fetal remains under a bill that passed the Tennessee legislature. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm sorry. It's That's weird to have the up, dumbest like, shit I've ever heard. <laughs> that is the First off, I'm sorry. It's on reading. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're done. Stop it. Get the out of here. There's, no, there's not more to that. Is there more the to that? The legislation which passed the House 69 to 22 Monday and the Senate 27 to 6 on Wednesday, will head to Governor Bill Lee for his signature. Lee, a conservative Republican, has touted his anti-abortion stance since his election. He signed into law one of the nation's most restrictive abortion laws last year, although much of the law remains contested in court. The burial and cremation bill is one of, the, one of many abortion-related proposals this year. The bill advanced quickly in the legislature compared to other abortion-related measures, which gathered little interest from Republican leaders. So, so he's abortion, but if you have one, Mitchell, what are you doing? Yeah, Mitch, feeding my dogs. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm, uh, I'm still listening. Go ahead. This yes, isn't distracting so at all. Yeah, well, we're also being forced to listen to <laughs> mystery sounds. Racket. Well, let it. it let like it be known. Dog. I take care of my dogs. It sounds like you put your head in the feed bag yourself. I did. <laughs> so, okay. you know, it. We, you know, we've done episodes in the past on abortion. It, you know, you have every right to think that abortion is wrong. You have every right to not get an abortion yourself. What you don't have, in my opinion, is the right to legislate other people's choices about their own bodies. Well, right. We, we've, we're very clear on that, I think, all of us. And also, though, I just think it's really funny that we're talking about Seems intense in the middle, doesn't it? Sounds like Dio is eating. <laughs> um, the purpose of this bill is 
to be clear, in my opinion, to shame women. That's right. Yes. Well, to make that's them, exactly what it is. To make them understand the repercussions of what they've done, they have to go bury a baby. Yeah. And I also wonder how much it costs. Well, that's the whole thing I'm thinking is this sounds like a whole lot of extra money being spent on the whole on this whole bill on having to bury babies. Why? Um, does that somehow, or does that make you feel better about it that they're not being? I mean, this isn't. You can understand too. A lot of times, this is happening. This is like just tissue. And right. I know we have arguments on conception, and and it doesn't matter. This isn't like you're taking a little cabbage patch doll. This isn't a baby. It's not a fully formed baby. So I don't. What's the? I don't. Okay. It is. It's so, shaming, and it it seems very pointless. It's shaming, and it is a it's ludicrous. It's so. First off, Just, if I go and I have a gallstone removed, right, and I'm like, hey, you keep that son of a bitch. I want it in a jar when I wake up. I'm gonna take it home. That's mine. It belongs to me. No, you can't do that because that's biological waste. So how are they gonna now tell you you have to take a bag of baby because? That's what it is. It's a bag of baby. And I don't. Buried. I don't like that term. I don't um, either. I'm just trying to put it into perspective as far as it, what it's not like. Katrina saying it's not a fully formed baby. Like you're not walking out of there with like a shoebox as if your pet cat died or some shit. You know, it's like it's there's no. Right. Does Governor Lee own well, how, any- how do we how do we say you have to take this biological waste and dispose of it yourself? Also, who's who's there to monitor that and to, to ensure that that's to enforce this ridiculous law? I would say that you just have to pay an extra expense for them to bury the baby, and ultimately, it's just going to go in an incinerator like it would normally. Well, and here's here's something that I don't know if they've thought about. Um, so let's say you're not a woman who doesn't want to be pregnant. Let's say you're a woman who really wants to be pregnant, who really wants a kid. And for a medical reason, you have to have an abortion because sometimes that happens. Uh, <laughs> now you have to, like, that's hard enough anyway, right? Miscarrying is hard. And I mean, I haven't, I have not personally experienced it, but terror, like I can't even imagine. I was scared the whole time I was pregnant with the dragon that something was going to happen. Katrina can attest. Um, I can't imagine the pain of something happens and then you have to have an abortion and then you have to go through this added trauma of like, Ren, you don't have to have an abortion. If you have a medical problem, then maybe it's just your time to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's when the Lord be calling you. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's the thing is that the majority of the argument against this is a religious one. It's the same as uh, homosexuality and gay rights where you say, well, what is the argument against this? Well, this is what the Bible said. The Bible is not, that is completely out of the it's completely irrelevant. Also, it doesn't say either of those things. Um, but also, it secondly, also prohibits a lot of things that we don't prohibit in our right. law. So, right, right. 
but that's the Old Testament when the Old Testament seems to not fit their narrative. Again, it's all about the narrative, but the the if you are going to die as a result of giving birth to this baby, well, so be it. That's how the Lord sees fit. That's his will. So deal well, of with course, it. My first, my first thought to that is, okay, so I'm supposed to leave my other kid motherless. Yes. But, but doesn't They'll get by because that's, be the Lord has a plan. We'll but doesn't I, it I, suck I, that I have to define my worth yes. by another human being? Yeah, I can't you have to define your worth by somebody else's religious standards. Correct. I have no worth since I am a barren, childless No, woman. you don't because it's the Lord bad. made a plan. I can't <laughs> stress this enough. The Lord had made a plan. But you yeah. have free will, but the Lord has a plan. Free will. This plan. is another one of those. Plan free will. I'm going to pander to my conservative constituents and um, without having thought all the angles through, because like we said, how is this exactly going to work? Are we going to hand a, a baby in a thing, a bag, a box, whatever? And then how do we know if it gets buried in the backyard or not? And then when it gets unearthed a couple of years from now, how do we know that that was actually done through a medical procedure? Like, how is this, how is it going to work? And nobody, obviously, I don't know that this has been very clear on the steps in which I will make this happen. When I go get my abortion, then what happens? How do I then, but like I said, I think what's going to end up happening is then you're going to be charged an extra amount so that they can go bury your child in one of the um, cemeteries Governor Lee owns. And, uh, uh. and that's it. So we're against, <laughs> we're not in favor of this. Um, I'm, I'm against it's all. Travesty. It's, it's outrage porn. That's, I mean, that's all it is, is it's, and it's like those bills that they have been passing all around the South for the last few years, where it's these extreme, <clears throat> extreme abortion bills that they know is not going to pass. They know it's unconstitutional. They know it's going to be stricken down, but they put it out there they get everybody worked up and they say, look, see, these are the people that are upset. And if they're upset, that means you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's that weird conspiracy mentality that's led us into Q, that led us to Trump, where they go. You, you say, well, this is objectively false. Well, that's what they want you to think. And if they, well, then why are they so upset about it? If this is wrong and it's not true, then why are, why are they just like, no, you can't do that? because they know it is and they're trying to hide it so it's it's just them going well here's this horrible horrible shit that we could give you so let's settle back here on burying your fetal remains you, you don't want this so we'll give you the stale fries instead of the doo-doo on a plate <laughs> and then we're like well okay i guess we'll take the stale fries you know mm -hmm. because we've seen the doo-doo on a plate but hey, does that make sense like where they it just makes sense. I prefer extreme... Katrina's analogies. <laughs> well, you know, not everybody's in to poop on a plate. Nope. Nobody. Nope. All right. So let's go on to another one. Um, permitless was... carry. I think yeah. it's really funny. We're so worried about like unborn babies dying, but permitless carry. Let's <laughs> give everybody a gun that's turned 18. 
Tennessee is officially one of 19 states, this is again from the Tennesseans, where permitless gun carry will be the law. Governor Bill Lee on Thursday signed a bill allowing most adults to carry a handgun without a permit, an effort that was at the top of his legislative agenda for the year. The law takes effect July 1st. Cool. Just in time for July 4th. So here's the thing. I was really excited about like getting vaccinated and like going out and seeing people again, but maybe not. (laughs) Maybe maybe I'll just have May and June. Well, here's what's happened. So like when I said, oh, such a good idea, you know, everybody's like, well, bad guys are going to do bad stuff anyway. I said, yes. And a bunch of good people who think they can handle a firearm now will be carrying them that don't belong carrying them. So a lot of good people get, they get killed by their own weapons all the time. And so what's the response, and I've heard this from people saying, well, if everybody's going to carry, you better bet your ass I am too. And it's like, but um, do, do this you is not how, the wild, wild west. Right. Well, and do well, you it know is now. carry a gun? Do you know how to use one properly? I mean, literally people kill themselves all the time with their own guns because they are not properly trained to carry that weapon. Well, you know, she, other- he shouldn't be walking around with a gun. This girl. The, the, not. The, the other problem here is that now you've got a whole bunch of fucking vigilantes running around with this right. overinflated sense of, well, I got to protect like fucking Kyle Rittenhouse syndrome, you know, like, and now mm-hmm. you've got uh, like a bunch of Kyle Rittenhouses running around with this overinflated sense of importance and validation because, well, now I can walk around and I can protect my community. Well, your community never asked you to fucking protect them, buddy. Mm-hmm. And if you're so gung-ho about the police and their lives matter, why don't you let them do their fucking job? Sure. Yeah, they, they say at the same time how great cops are, but then apparently they can't do their job. Not good enough to protect why, my community. Right. Why do you need to carry a gun too then? Right? Yeah. You know, okay. it's interesting. Sarah Silverman, she's got a podcast now, and I was listening to one of the episodes and she was talking about Republicans, you know, all of a sudden when it comes to gun control are so concerned about mental health, you know, it's not, you know, because it's not guns that kill people, it's crazy people that kill people. So let's give everybody over 18 a gun. (laughs) Well, what she said is, you know what? Like, I'm all on board with that. Not, I mean, she thinks guns are a problem too, but like, yes, mental health is an issue. Like, what if we did something about it? You're right. It's a problem. Let's do something about it. But that doesn't ever seem to be there's there's none of that that ever comes up. It's, you know, Democrats immediately after a shooting want to do something and Republicans are like tasteless. And <laughs> yeah. How dare you use this opportunity to make changes? Yeah, it's uh, but it, it's so weird. Their arguments are never. Well, what if we did this? It's always, well, what are you going to do next? We- oh i bet you're gonna do this i bet you're gonna do this and it's like what are your suggestions you're not offering any suggestions no you're just telling us what you're afraid we're gonna do right like every time it's they're gonna come taking our guns now and it's like that's what you're upset about you're like you're upset about something that hasn't even happened Um, whereas we're discussing something that just very recently happened but you're worried about the future and the safety of your guns. Well, and I will say, and I, I'll, I won't speak for the two of you, but in my ideal world, we just wouldn't need to have like nobody in my ideal world. Yes, we would take everyone's guns away, but it, like 
realistically, that's not something that I hope for or would advocate for. Because it's a ludicrous concept. No. And anybody Um, that thinks that the Democrats are actually going to try to take your guns is a complete moron. Right. Friends who stockpiled food because when Biden took over, they somehow thought we weren't going to have access to groceries. Well, that's, I think like, like you got Democrats are coming from your guns message has been, I understand why people think it because it's one of those, it's like a a myth that has been pounded into people's heads. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and there are some Democrat, Democratic politicians that would want that. Sure. You know, they look at like Australia where that's pretty much what they did. And and I look at that as <laughs> Australia to that. And I, that would be great. It's just not something that's going to happen in our country. Um, no, there's too many people who, and, and I mean, none of us, we're like, okay, fine. Your second amendment, you can carry a weapon. You know, like, I, I feel like guns are a problem, but like, I'm not going to fight your second amendment rights. You know what I mean? Like, also, if you're living out in a really rural area, like I can see why you'd want a gun. Like, I, I mean, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, because a coyote comes, like, whatever. Right. I mean, you know, none of us are like literally go and take, like, turn in all your guns, whatever. Well, and then, you know, but people like take this and, like you said, they're like, no, but the military and the police cannot outgun us. And that's how, you know, and it's like, settle down. Everybody settle down, please. Like, this isn't the well, wild house. Permitless carry, like, Oh my God. How is this helpful? I just don't understand. It's not. It's it's the opposite. Like the permits are fine. Like, and even most of the gun owners that I know, I mean, even my dad, they, they're, they've all said, you know, I mean, like, I, I don't understand why we don't register these. Like we don't you treat these like cars. What, what, I mean, I'd be happy to pay a tax on my guns. Like it would increase the revenue in it but it would also be registered. I would have to train and have a license to carry it so that like you knew that I knew how to use this because I had to go through a test to prove that I knew how to use this. And that like, why don't we do that? Why is it just every man, no matter what, like, and that's the thing it's like, most of the people that are the most outraged, I admit are probably responsible gun owners like that have trained that train that go to the shooting galleries or the shooting ranges or the shooting galleries at the carnival, come out and step right up. Um, but <clears throat> they're responsible gun owners that I would be like, okay, dude, cool. Like you've proved that you, you know how to use a gun because you have that cool sticker on the back of your car with the skull and the Punisher logo and a, a, all the crossed arms. Like I get that. Like, that's cool. You're, you're obviously, uh, into this but like you said Ren like now you can just go get a gun without ever having shot one uh, I'm assuming uh without ever having shot one you can just go to the store get a gun walk out with it on your hip well so I will say this I I think Democrats need to be a lot less precious and scandalized about guns I have shot a gun um I was in a room with a gun what what'd you say did you like it kind of yeah, um, it's awesome. It's fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. I'm not even going to deny it. I was in a room with a gun and I felt myself getting really uncomfortable just being in a room with a gun. And I thought, God, this is just an object. Yes, it's an object that can kill people, but it's just 
like metal. <laughs> but that's I mean? a that's a healthy respect and fear though that everyone should have, and it's the people that don't have that that worry me. Right. Because, well, but I think that's real virtuous about guns are evil. Well, yes, and that's ridiculous. So you know, I grew anybody up, who I, has a gun or wants a gun is a heathen and like or whatever. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah. And so that's why I shot a gun is because I was like, I need to be. I'm never going to be carrying a gun, right? <laughs> that's not, that's not on brand for me. But I, I was like, I'm going to go to a shooting range. My friend took me there with his gun and he, I mean, I just didn't want to be so cowed by an object. And you didn't immediately get your NRA registration? I didn't. So this may be surprising. I, I own a nine millimeter. It is in my safe. Um, I do have bullets. I am actually a very good shot. I know how to carry a weapon. I choose not to carry. Um, my brother is a super gun owner. So that's like, if you own more than 25 guns or something like that, you're considered a super. So I'm used to, my brother always has a piece on him. He's, he's carried for the last 20 years. Um, I've never not been around I mean for the last 20 years I have been you know everywhere we go he's carrying my brother's my dad's the same um I'm in no way uncomfortable because I know my brother has been trained my brother regularly goes and you know renews his skills he doesn't just oh well I I learned how to shoot you know 20 years ago I can still shoot no he goes regularly he gets you know updates like you would like any other like license so like his medical license he has to keep up with with CME right. so and and like if lawyers have to get CLE continuing legal education continuing medical education he does continuing gun handling education learns about things learns how to do you know so that's not uncomfortable to me it's mm -hmm. the jackasses I work with for instance who are like well if everybody's going to carry I'm going to carry I'm like but do you know how to shoot a gun right um, brother also probably doesn't romanticize his gun at all. My brother's gun is not an extension of his dick. It's a right. fucking gun to kill somebody if they come at at his children or his wife, um, or you know whatever. It, it he it's and it, it's become like you know you put your wallet in your pocket. He ha I mean he just puts the gun in the clip. I mean it's just it's part of when yeah. he gets dressed. It's no, what my, goes. On. Anytime I ride in the truck with my dad, like getting out of the truck, he's like, he's taking, reaching in the glove compartment, getting out his holster, clipping it, getting out, putting another gun in like the side of his car. So it's there, you know, he's got like two guns on him all the time, but it's not like he's walking around with it on his hip going, here's yeah. my dick. Here's my dick. Everybody look at my dick. Um, and then there's a whole, like I said, a whole element of people who have really no business. I, because I have not carried regularly, that's, and I don't have my carry permit here. It's why I have not carried my gun since I moved into to Tennessee. You know, it's not safe. I could, you know what I mean? I haven't been practicing. I haven't been trained properly to carry that weapon. Even right. though I know if I had to, I could, I could use it effectively, you know, and and I mean, again, like, like to Ren's point, I've shot a lot of guns, you know, very similar to your brother. My best friend owns several AR-15s, uh, mm -hmm. a couple AK-47s, 
you know, fun guns to shoot. His dad has an M1 30-06 from World War II that we got to shoot. You know, it's fun to go out to the range, but even as we're unpacking everything at the range, there's this sense of care and uh, respect that you have for these guns. And if you're around a legit gun owner and you do anything remotely stupid, they're going to be like, whoa, 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 I see you about to do that. Don't do that. Like, again, responsible gun owners will catch that before you even have a chance to do it because they know oh, yeah. what's happening. And my and brother would say, and now you're done. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Now you go and sit over there done. and you watch us do it again. And then we'll give you another shot in a minute. Garrett uh, might not. Right. But <laughs> not my brother. <laughs> it's it's One the issue of just anybody being able to go get one and walk around with it like it it's they get it's because they think they're gonna stop the next columbine right which they're not they're gonna cause it they're gonna cause something far worse when there's a goddamn shootout in walmart it's the okay corral at walmart and you know west knoxville Mm -hmm. right so I think we can safely say these were the two bills that have primarily been grinding our gears. Um, In addition, some other uh, bills passed by the General Assembly of Tennessee. Uh, Ban on transgender student athletes playing sports. Mm -hmm. That seems like a worthy use of time for them. Um, Further limits on sex education (laughs) in regards to contraception and pregnancy prevention. Let's not teach them. Let's, 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 be anti-abortion, but not teach them how not to get pregnant. I can't, I can't deal with the f- stupidity and contradiction. I cannot. I just, uh, I can't deal with the. Separate, the but continued, <laughs> sorry, sorry, the continued stifling of the education system. I don't, well, we can't teach them that because then they might get a little too smart and then they'll turn into a goddamn liberal. Well, then you won't like this one. Requirement that schools provide a 30-day notice to parents if anything related to LGBTQ issues is to be discussed in class, which allows parents to opt their children out of any such discussion. What Again, what purpose does that serve? Like, other than so you can shelter your kids further from people, like, this is why we're divided is because we're just like, no, you don't. So going to church when I was growing up, Christianity, the way, the truth, the light, there is no other option. And learning about other religions, I mean, why would you even do that? Don't ask, don't ask questions. It's not, it's not important. Like, just know that we're right. Well, what about this other one? Eh, you know, they're wrong. It's not that, that's, we just got to have faith. Got to keep going on. It's so just gonna, it's then gonna when I got harder. exposed to these, I'm like, yo, these people aren't sinners and going to hell. This is crazy. And it's that same thing of, well, we don't want you to know about gay people because we'll tell you all that you need to know about something we don't understand but don't like. Well, that's, well I mean, the thing is, like, if you're if you're so right, then what is the danger of your kid them knowing? Right. Well, and that's well, that's I got into an argument with one of the friends that I grew up with in uh, church. You know, we're I'm just sitting there, and and she's basically like, we're we're just catching up casually. She's like, so how's your walk with the Lord? I'm like, uh. uh not. We we don't have to go down that road. We we can just wait. Was that continue on. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, this was when I, I was uh, 
on, on the radio. But anyway, so <laughs> she says this, and I'm like, ah, we don't we don't really have to get into that. Uh, we we can just skip past that. You know, like I I tried several times to avoid the topic where I was like, I, I don't want to discuss that. Kept pushing, and finally I was like, yo, this is where I'm at. And she goes, well, you're wrong. And I go, but what do you know about us? And this is where I'm getting at. I'm sorry, I, I derailed for a minute. But she's like, <laughs> I said, well, what about Buddhists? Well, according to my beliefs, Buddhists will go to hell if they don't know Jesus Christ. And I'm like, okay, well, how much do you know about Buddhism? Uh, Very little. I don't need to know anything about Buddhism. How can you be so sure of what is right when you know nothing of what you consider wrong? By the way, studying Buddhism makes a lot of people better Christians. Oh, I know. Um, (laughs) Because they don't know what they're saying. But again, it's this. This is what I believe 100% concrete in my heart. There is no other room for, for any doubt because if I doubt, then I go to hell. But that's but I, easier. I don't even want to learn about these other things because that's how temptation happens. And I start reading this and then I, I'm tempted by these other people. And oh, they say some things that really sound like they make a lot of sense. They say well, things. Right. That can be scientifically backed up, but that's just how they get you. It'll make too much sense and they'll question their faith. And then it's, um, that, that makes people scared because it's what they've always known and changing that is scary to people. And that's how we got here. Mm -hmm. It's that same concept with homosexuality, LGBTQ. That's how we got here is it's always like, it's always been this thing of like, the toxic masculinity, the, the slurs, the just looking down upon these people for so long. And these people are unwilling to think outside of the box that they were raised in. And I can think of anything more quote snowflake than being unwilling to be a part of a discussion about something, not even promoting, but just about a discussion, something that doesn't line up with your belief system. What this is it's going to make it harder for them as adults when they finally meet the first person that's LGBTQ, whatever. It's also going to make it harder for that person. That's right. Right. Because then they're going to have to be the one that's like, Oh no, 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 I don't, I don't do that. You think I do what? This is back to, you know, how we talked about, you don't talk about politics and religion. And this is the same concept here. We should talk about them. We should learn how to talk about them and learn about them with kindness instead of just yelling and fighting. And so you can disagree with it. Not knowing about it is not helpful to anybody. And right. It, well, it I don't only, want my kids to know about it because then they might catch gay. Right. It's going to further the divide. And that's not, you know, obviously that's not a good thing, but that's not how they see it. And that's the it thing is, sense. it's like, this isn't about, nobody's trying to indoctrinate your kid to be gay. Well, they like think they're that. just the, they the point of any kind of education would be there are people like this out there and they're pretty normal, but they don't want to learn about they're actually a little like bit that. more fun than your parents and they have an incredible taste in fashion, but <laughs> that's stereotypical. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. But you know, what's what just occurred to me is they think <laughs> that people are trying to indoctrinate their kids because they and some and probably most often the people that they learned from were trying to indoctrinate them that's right mm-hmm. 
And not everybody follows that same model. Well, right. That's... Well, if, if like, how can I keep my kids indoctrinated if they're going to learn about this? But they also try to indoctrinate gay people um, and people who are not like them, who are non-Christian, who are not all these things. And so what's funny to me is what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. And, you know, it's like, let's just, my problem with this whole conservative ideal is the inconsistency of it and where it it's only when it's convenient to the dialogue there not the whole dialogue and when it's flipped all of a sudden there's like a, a major freak out or whatever you know and it's like um you're doing the same thing you're just doing it in reverse and so i just like to understand the you know Anyway, it, you know, I had to go I'm get my vape because this episode is flying by. Oh okay. Um, so, well, while we're talking about young people, it's my fault. And, I'm, I'm just kidding. Guns. We'll talk about uh, kind of briefly. We'll talk about the Austin East shooting. Um, well, let's rewind. We've had five young people die from the same school in a matter of a few months. Yes. So um, this most recent time, there was a young man, Anthony Thompson Jr., um, he had brought a gun to school. Um, he was, the police were called on him for something completely unrelated. Um, he had had an altercation with an ex-girlfriend, a physical altercation. And my understanding is that they were in the principal's office at some point, or at least she was, she went home for the day. Um, her mom called the police. They showed up at school to arrest him and went into the bathroom. He was in a stall. Um, there was a struggle. A bullet was fired from his gun. Two bullets were fired from one of the officer's guns. One shot uh, hit one of the other officers in the leg. The other shot killed Anthony. So I will just say from my perspective you know, it is in no way, you know, just like with the permitless carry, like, <laughs> you know, I think guns are a little too free in our community. I think he should not have had a gun at school. He also had a magazine. Um, extended. An ex ex extra extended magazine. Um, he shouldn't. Let me, wait, let me, let me finish real quick. Yeah. I just also want to say, I do not think that if he was a, white kid at a West Knoxville school. This is how it would have ended up. I do not understand how there was a situation with him that morning and there's video of him wandering around the school. Nobody checks in on this kid. Nobody sends this kid home. Nobody calls this kid's parents. For like three hours. For three hours. There's And they charge into the bathroom and you know there's like a scuffle. There shouldn't have been a scuffle. Like there was no one trying to deescalate the situation. I'm not sure he intended to shoot anyone. The gun was in his hoodie. He shouted, wait, wait. Then there's this other kid in the bathroom who watched his friend die. They didn't get him medical attention for 30 minutes. We know now that it wouldn't have helped, but they didn't know that at the time. Um, it's not okay to bring a gun to school. I'm, I've been having to do a lot of wrestling with my bias. Like, would I be reacting the same way if this was a white kid? I don't know. Um, probably because I'm me, but 
there's just so much here. I'm, I'm scared of cops at this point. Like I watched a video the other day and the point of the video was here's this white guy who gets away because he's white. But the whole time I'm watching the video waiting for something catastrophic to happen because it's an interaction with police that was getting aggressive. I'm at a loss and I just like, there's so much upset in our community and I just want to listen to the people in that community who are reeling. I, I will say, I won't speak to any, any of it. I'll just say we've, there's, there's a 17 year old child who lost his life. I think no matter what any circumstance on how he died, we failed that child. Um, somehow he, he, sh he had a gun he shouldn't have had. And um, why ever he thought he needed that gun is our failure as the adults around him in his community. And it is all of us. So, um, and then the other children who were killed, they're children. And so us putting a lot of things on kids, you know, isn't necessarily helpful or productive or fair. Um, but again, a 17 year old child died. So other than anything else, um, that is number one. He, he was a child who can't speak for himself now to explain himself or anything. I do, you know, it was a, it was a very quick skirmish, 11 seconds for people to make a lot of very quick decisions. And, you know, it, it's really unfortunate. The whole thing is very unfortunate. Yeah. And let's give everybody a gun. Yeah. Who's 18. And not teach them how to, because ultimately we're going to find out that he ended up taking it from a friend's house or, a, you know, some family member's house because it wasn't, it wasn't locked up properly. Um, I'm, I don't, I do not assume that this was obtained illegally. I, I assume that this was taken from somebody who was not caring for their weapon properly, which is another consequence to open carry, which means everybody's going out to get a gun. No one will keep them locked safe from children and people who don't belong touching them. And more things like this are going to happen because kids make, kids make stupid decisions. You know, he may have been bringing it because he's like, hey, cool, look at this gun, you know, whatever. Kids are fucking idiots. Well, my understanding and, is that, you know, so now he had dead. been abusive to his girlfriend and the stepfather had said he was going to confront him about it after school. And I think the intention was that it was going to be physical. Um, I will say one of the biggest takeaways is we have got to stop making assumptions about people and events. I mean... This community, you know, and in the absence of information, you know, I mean, this was first reported as, as a school shooting, as in like Columbine. Um, and, and by the way, it did make national news. My brother actually texted me that day saying, what, what's going on okay. there? Well, it certainly didn't. It didn't make news the way a lot of other shootings of, you know, no, but I did. I have seen it in several where it says, you know, it made Huff Post. Knoxville, Knoxville DA, you know, clears officer in school, you know, shooting or whatever. But um, the way it was first reported was like they took this school shooter down and the officer is in good spirits in the right. hospital. And I mean, there was a lot of misrepresentation. And, you know, I, 
I think it's continuing to, to be honest with you. I think our the continuing dialogue isn't um, helpful. And, you know, I think that there are things that need to be changed. I think that there, you know, we've got a, a separate committee reviewing what's gone on. It's run by an attorney you and I have um, met acquaintance with in juvenile court. So she is well aware of um, what goes on with juveniles that are especially in distress. She is a member of the black community and, you know, we got to let them do that then if that's what they've decided. Yeah. I mean, we can't, and, and now look, we've been peacefully protesting, which is nice. I've seen a lot of marching and, 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 and doing that, you know, they're allowed, they're allowed to show their grief. Their 17 year old child was killed and he's one of five that have been killed from the same community that let, let them grieve, let them be upset. It's not well, hurting you or me. And I am just saying that even if this went down by the book, this right. is the wrong book. Like it doesn't have to be like this. Yeah. All we can do at this point is offer conjecture and what ifs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but and it's not I, helpful. I would like to see a scenario in which case there are more counselors and more mental health professionals and more service workers and less cops in schools because this, I mean, it could have been de-escalated. Again, 100%. it's nothing but conjecture and, and stuff like that. But um, there's a, a fascinating article on like this uh, cahoots team. And I, I'm not exactly sure where they are, but basically it's a, a branch of law enforcement sort of they're loosely associated like they have two put two percent of the police budget but they respond to specifically to domestic calls uh mental health issues drug freakouts, stuff like that and they just de-escalate they don't they're unarmed they just show up where cops are ready to escalate the problem and they're they're not but this team i'll get you guys a link and we can post it somewhere that is the city of knoxville actually has a team of people that have been trained just for that just to de-escalate situations and you know why they weren't called we don't know like why wasn't the bathroom cleared (laughs) there was another kid in there there's just so many things that to me are wrong with this scenario well it's it's a this is an impossible thing and again you know, 17 year old kid is dead. So when I will say also, you know, I look at our friends in the community, you know, Daisha on County commission, you know, having to be, I I could be wrong. I think she's the only person of color uh, on the County commission. Um, What an, what a terrible position for her to be in right now. Um, A difficult position. I'm glad she's there. Our community needs leaders like her, but to be dealing with this pain and then trying to, you know, I, I mean, she's dealing with a group of people who do not understand the pain. Um, and, you know, our, our friend Calvin, who was arrested for protesting because he wanted the tapes released. Uh, he was one of seven, you know, um, I don't think it's normal for people who protest during County Commission's to be arrested, removed, sure. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just you know, it, now that these signs go up 
uh, when there has been the loss of a black life. Um, right. It doesn't matter if other people make commotion, but now it matters. And, you know, uh, Commissioner Larson put out a response to Calvin's father who put out a letter supporting his son. And I found the commissioner's response to be uh, very disrespectful and rude. Um, so yeah, uh, we're just in a super polarized, ugly time everywhere, but here. Yep. So I don't mean everywhere except for here. I mean everywhere, but also very much here right now. <laughs> Welcome I to was waiting on more. I like it. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I think we just need to keep listening more than we're talking. Probably stop being assholes, um, as always. Yeah. Ren, I don't know if you're aware of this, but listening isn't isn't very uh, captivating in a podcast form. Like we, <laughs> we we should keep talking. I guess that's that's kind of how this medium works. Uh, I mean, what I mean is if you are a white person right now. Well, we're just going to release an hour-long blank episode called <laughs> that's what I was Listening just and give you an opportunity. It'll just be us going, mm-hmm. yeah, no. We what should. I mean to say is that as white people, I think it's really in our wheelhouse to say what we think and what we feel is going on. And what I've been trying to do through this is seek out um, not like the white people on Facebook saying what they think about it, but um, people who are actually in the community mm-hmm. um, listening and reading what they have to say about what's going on. And I think that's really important right now. We're, you know, we're all so captivated by our own opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether you agree with someone or not, if they're suffering, that suffering is real. Well, but we're the, we're, we're the culture of minimizing other people's shit and maximizing our own. So, um, you know, we should probably do less of that. Yeah. Okay, well, um, that's the shit show of Tennessee in a, in a little blurb um, so you can find us on at that other you can find us on facebook you can find us on instagram at that other f word pod um subscribe because you know you want more of this more of us promising to have a short episode and then mitch making it not so short <laughs> but we're listening but we listening we are listening we are listening um, give us your input tell us what you want us to talk about and always remember, I'm not doing feminism it. isn't a bad word, Woo-hoo! but sometimes Tennessee is. Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Sad but true. <laughs>